I'm Kinsey Mackis, your host and founder of The Category Queen. Welcome to the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who don't just want to dominate their niche, but they desire to play in their own league. My mission is to help you unlock the power of your unique brilliance and use it as a vehicle to gain recognition, reach more people, and make more money. Not too long ago, I took a bold leap, leaving behind a six-figure corporate salary with nothing more than a used MacBook and a burning desire for more freedom. Today, our brand has become globally recognized, helping thousands of female founders to become industry-leading experts. Join us each week as we go on a journey together to discuss mindset, marketing, and money, and more importantly, the real-life discussions about balancing success with motherhood and marriage. Because we're a community of women who build and scale impact-driven businesses, but do it without sacrificing the things that matter most to us. Welcome to the Category Queen Show. Hello, my friends. So good to be here with you today. I hope you're having such a great week in whatever day that it is that you're listening to this. At the time of this recording, it's actually before Christmas, but you'll be listening to this after. And so I hope you're just having a restful, calm, (laughs) peaceful post-holiday. I'm going to jump right into it and talk about what it can look and feel like for you to maximize your online presence and convert more followers into clients. And I can't talk about this topic without really addressing the biggest, the biggest misconception about this topic head on before we even dive in because I actually have four really amazing key components to unpack that's going to give you so much clarity in this regard. And at the end, I'm also going to share a content framework that at the end of the day, you can rely on every time you write a a piece of content to really make sure that you're getting the most out of your marketing and that it's working for you. So stick around. But first, again, we've got to talk about this hairy, the big elephant in the room, if you will. Maybe that elephant is hairy. But this is this idea that you need a bigger audience in order to create success online or to be magnetic online or to be able to convert clients from your followers. And I really want to unpack this topic in relation to that belief because this is the very thing that actually prevents most women from creating success because we hold these beliefs so near and dear to us that it creates this perpetual cycle of undesired results. And so I continue to really bring this to life more and more within our client communities and also within the audience here. And it's really important that you understand that you don't need a big audience in order to be successful. And there's many scenarios, in fact, that if you're focusing on that, it actually will lead you down the wrong path. So I hope that as we unpack the four components of maximizing your online presence here, that you can walk away feeling like your audience is big enough and that the activities you're going to do to convert your followers into clients your audience will grow as a byproduct of that, okay? So quick story though, I actually had a girlfriend who was experiencing massive success on Instagram and at the time she had surpassed like 150K followers and she, if you went to her feed, right, she had reels that were going viral. Her following count was like going through the roof every single day 
And it, from the outsider looking in, it was just like really exciting to watch. But she came to me and she's like, Kinsey, I don't know how to monetize this. I don't know how to make money. (laughs) Right. And I love sharing this story because it's always such a good picture of the fact that just because you have a large following doesn't mean that you are making money. You have to learn how to monetize. You have to learn how to convert. And that happens at every season of growth. That happens when you have a small audience, a medium-sized audience, and a large audience. And what's interesting is really all of those are subjective. What even is a small? What is a large? And we put so much energy focusing on my audience is too small or I don't, I need to grow it first that we lose sight of what we're really wanting to do in the first place, which is help more people and make money. So just remember that if you are getting pulled into this spiral of needing more followers or you're trying to hack the algorithm, I just want you to know that's not the best use of your time. And the majority of our clients have less than 2,000 followers and actually probably 90% have less than 1,000 followers and these people are crushing it. So I'm proof, these women are proof that that is not what is success. I promise, promise, promise. Now, let's unpack these elements so that you can really learn what you need to be focusing on in order to bring in money and feel good about your content strategy, okay? Now, the first thing is to create content with the end in mind. Now, this goes back to even the concept of growing your following or going viral. A lot of people are treating their content strategy under or creating the objective of their content strategy through the wrong lens, right? I want you to ask yourself, what am I, what am I trying to do? What is the purpose of this piece of content? I want it to bring in a client for me, right? So the purpose is not to grow your following. The purpose is to get client and or a client or clients. And so every time you write a piece of content, I want you to remember that. The purpose of this piece of content is to bring in a client so that I can help them stop suffering. I can help them lose weight. I can help them relieve the anxiety. I can help them live their best life in menopause or midlife. I want you to remind yourself of that end, the end in mind. It is not, you're not creating content to go viral. You're not creating content to grow your following. You're creating content to let people know how you can help them and you're going to bring them in so you can help them even more. And when you create content from that space, I'm telling you, your results of that piece of content, what you write from that space is going to be completely different than what you write when you're thinking, I need need a bigger following. Your potency, your clarity, your conviction is going to be so strong when you think this is meant for somebody that I can help and I'm it is my responsibility to show them I can help them. When you have that in your brain and you're creating content from that mindset, it is going to be a completely different outcome. Now, will every single piece of content generate a client for you? Maybe not right away. And that's not necessarily what we want to put our our money on. It's like, it's knowing that if somebody were to find this piece of content maybe three days from now, weeks from now, or, you know, a, a month from now, that this will show them how I can help them. And I'm going to continue to create content from that space so that the more that I put out there, the better I become at calling those people in and the more proof and validation that people can see in that I can help them. 
always create content with the end in mind. This is so overlooked and it might sound simple, but if people stopped sort of getting swooped up into tactical level strategies and just remember like what is the purpose of marketing marketing is literally defined as the promotion of goods and services <laughs> so we want to obviously the way that we teach content we're not just like spamming people we're not just like writing content that says buy my stuff or hire me it's very valuable but we want them we want it to lead to our offer we want it to lead to how i can help them okay now, I think that underneath this too, what people believe to be true or people are being taught is that you have to share more value first and they're just posting to post. So if we're creating content with the end in mind, then it it's not about I need to share more value before I can make an offer. <laughs> okay, it's that every piece of content I put out, out there is valuable and it also is showing people how I can help them. So we really need to like let go of some of these stories that we might have about content marketing and social media and the purpose. And I want you to really just stand firm in your mission and what it is you're trying to accomplish. Now, secondly, what I want you to do is to sort of step into um, an observer of your business, of your social media platform and your content so from an outsider perspective if you were to come in and find you on say Instagram let's say you're on Instagram that's your plat your platform of choice what would be that first impression this is a really powerful exercise that most people don't do but it's so easy you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to get a social media audit okay you could do this yourself and really ask yourself right what is this first impression if I was a window shopper I always like to use this analogy around brick and mortar stores right they put signage on their windows on their doors that basically is telling people should they come in or should they not right good marketing is attracting and it's also repelling and I want you to ask yourself what is that signage on your window and or your doors is it telling the right people that they should come in that sh they should stick around is it clear who those people are is it clear how you can help them is it compelling enough for them to stay is it compelling enough for them to open the door and as an outsider if you were to ask yourself these questions and just be honest with yourself right you might find some opportunity to grow this is where it always blows my mind. I forget how valuable it is to give feedback on other people's um, social media platforms, you know, in coaching calls inside of the school and things like that. Because to me, it's so obvious, right? That it's obviously my zone of genius. But also, sometimes we just don't take enough time to get out of our own brains and bodies and into the shoes of our potential clients and just ask ourselves those questions. Would I, if I, if I were my client or my potential client, would I hire me? Would I be clear in what I do, right? And just getting honest in, in that regard and making the adjustments accordingly. And so that same person continuing to be an outsider looking in and you're observing yourself as sort of a potential client that's coming in through your quote unquote funnel, right? Meaning just that client journey. They find you on Instagram, right? The first thing they read is their bio, your bio. Is it clear, right? Is that message really for them or not? And then let's say they go through and they read some of your content. They read your last couple three to five posts, okay? 
is that also clear? Is it clear who those con- those pieces of content are for? And most importantly, is it spelled out in in the next steps in what they should be doing if they want to work with you, right? In in a couple minutes, I'm going to share the content framework that's going to help bring more of this to life. But it's so fascinating how we can kind of assume that people know how they should hire us or work with us or buy our stuff. But at the end of the day, we're not being clear in those next steps. And so I want you to just do a self audit on yourself as an outsider, as that potential client that's coming in and just make sure that those things are firmed up because that's ultimately before you can even get your content working for you, you have to really consider all these other supporting assets that are helping people move closer to you, build trust, build credibility and things like that. Now, the other component here, now that we have sort of, we're going to keep keep the end in mind when we create content. We're going to come in, we're going to observe our platform, our content from an outsider perspective, okay? And really do that self-audit. But more along the lines of this is a reminder in that consistency is king, or in our case, queen, right? <laughs> this also isn't aligned with this idea of creating content in mind, but when what I find is, first of all, when I say consistency, what people assume that to be is like, I just need to go and just post to post. I just need to do, I need to do post every day. Okay. That's really not what I mean. I, I want you to have some intention behind it, but it's not for what you think it is. What happens is people look for that perfect content schedule But what we're actually missing out is the underlying value of consistency in content creation, which is the development of your voice and the development of your communication style and strength. When you think about the best, the the leaders, the thought leaders in the industry, when you think about standing out online, capturing people's attention, you have to be a good communicator. You have to, it's not even good, it's compelling. You have to know how to capture attention and you know, have to know how to hold it and you have to know how to convert it. And it's not just, it's not really about quote unquote social media content. It's about the words, it's the communication, it's how you captivate and capture and bring people in. And so, so often people look at like social media or content as like a to-do, like I just need to write today. But what you're actually doing in that is you're developing a lifelong skill of the most lucrative, the most lucrative skill you can build as an online marketer, as an online business owner. If you have plans to be on stages, if you have plans to grow your podcast or have bigger launches or um, train on other people's masterminds or have your own mastermind, it all leads back to, are you a good communicator? Period. We can make it about all the bells and whistles of fancy reels or metrics or revenue. But at the end of the day, the leaders that stand out and that have sustainability are those that know how to communicate with their audience in a compelling way, hold them, right? Hold their attention, keep their attention, keep them around, and then bring them over to the other side as a client. And so when I say consistency, I mean, are you willing to continue to put the intention into it day in and day out, not just because I need to quote unquote post today, but because you are also committed to the long game of mastery, communication, marketing, mastery. Okay. This is also the best way to literally you're getting paid to 
learn more about yourself, explore your voice, unpack your brilliance. The more that I write, the more that I learn about myself. The more that I unpack what's in my brain, the more that I see what's in there. And it can feel like maybe you only have a finite number of ideas for content. But what happens is when you train yourself to keep that coming through you, it's like a river. It just keeps coming in. The more that you let out, the more that comes in. And so train yourself from the matter of consistency that it's not about just a to-do, but it's about the longevity of it. And if you are committed to mastering this skill, you cannot lose promise, right? Attention is the hottest commodity right now. You have to learn how to capture it. You have to learn how to hold it and you have to learn how to convert it. Okay. Now, lastly, let's talk about a content framework you can leverage. Literally the most simple content framework that's going to blow your mind. Maybe not, but I promise after I go through it, it will. It helps women. We have tons of content formulas that women use in the school so that um, they can just explore different ways, right? One of our core methods inside of the Categories Queen School is obviously content that converts. So we have different um, content strategy development pieces and things to operate under. By the end of the day, if all you do is use this framework, it can really, really elevate your message, your content, and bring people closer to you and make sure that you're just, again, being more intentional with the content you put out there. Okay. I learned this from Russell Brunson and it's this hook, story, offer. Okay. Now, before you tune out, hear hear me out here because I want to go through this. Okay. Now, When you think about the hook, this is the first sentence of anything, right? It's the headline, it's your subject email line, it's your, the first thing that people see on a landing page, it's the first sentence in a social media post, it's the one thing that will determine if people continue reading or not. And so often we spend so much time on this really great post and we actually do no service to it by a really janky, like not very thought out hook or headline. Eugene Schwartz says that like over 80% of people only ever read the hook. So if you think about that, right, people are deciding over 80% of people are reading a hook or a headline and not reading anything else. So if you think about that in regards to your audience, that's a huge opportunity. If you think about only 3% of your audience is, you know, 3 to 5% of your audience is only seeing your content. And then within that, 80% of them are only going to read your hook. Like that is such a great room for opportunity. This is why I love this so much because people think they need to do all these like crazy magical things. But if you can dial in just a few key components within your content strategy, you will go like your, your results go through the roof. It's not about like more or complex. It's really about simple tweaks that are just the foundation of really great content marketing. Okay. So if you could really make sure that within your hook, you think about it through this lens of people coming again, that outsider perspective, other people viewing your content, they're subconsciously or consciously thinking what's in it for me. So often we write things of like, this is what I want to say, or this is what I think they need to hear, but we're not actually thinking about them. What are they thinking as they thumb through what's going to be the thing that really grabs them? In the Category Queen School, we have what's called a headline generator that helps people kind of like play around with this idea because this alone will change so much for you if you can really bring people in with that first sentence. And so if you could even just think about it through the lens of other people thinking, right, what's in it for me? 
Everybody's only thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. And so we have to really make it compelling for them. Okay. Now story, hook story offer. Story is the meat of the content. Now this may not be a literal story that you write, but if you think about the storytelling components, you can actually like drastically improve your content by infusing those elements within that, right? If you think about a story, we have, you know, a, a hero, a villain, a climax, you have um, like the sensory descriptions, right? You have the plot, the stage, you have the journey. So if you think about it, even through the lens of that, you can start to really take people on that journey versus a really sort of Uh, like getting through it as fast as you can. When I review students' content, I find that like they really just kind of short, it's like they try to say, it's like they've almost, it's like the speed writer. It's like, I just need to get through this. But what it's missing is like the emotional context. It's missing the sensory descriptors, right? My eighth grader had to do a paper and he had to use as like, I don't remember how many, but he had to use a certain amount of sensory descriptions, right? Feeling, seeing, hearing, tasting. What's, yes, there's another one. <laughs> um, feeling, hearing, seeing, tasting, knowing. Okay, I don't know. I should know. But he had to use as many emo- uh, sensory descriptors as possible within that story. And if you think about that alone, if you think about creating connection with people, and this idea of transforming them just through your content, right? We talk a lot about transactional content versus transformational content. Transactional is just like, I'm just going to push a bunch of how-to information to you, or I'm just going to say, buy this. But when you think about it through the lens of transformational and taking them on this journey of before and after, that will really help you craft a meaty piece of content that can take people from start to finish and take them on a journey and connect with them in such a more authentic way, right? If you think about it, even with this added component of like a climax, right? Of like, how do we kind of build up to it? How do we create sort of a a hero and a villain within this story? Even if you're giving some education around it, around something specifically, right? Just leveraging storytelling components alone will help people read your stuff they it will it will it will move people more right they're gonna be like oh my gosh you're in my head or oh my gosh I feel this or oh my gosh I feel like this was written for me right that's the component you may not be literally telling a story but in the meat of the content you want to weave in those components and take people on a full journey a lot of times when I read content it's like this jolty thing right it's either quick and or jolty so it's like I feel like it's like whiplash. Like you're taking me over an idea here and then here and then all over the place. And it's short and it's it's like these like incomplete thoughts. And then I'm just kind of feeling like, what's next, right? That's not how we want to leave people, which leads me into the third component of hook story offer, which is offer. This is also the call to action. Also the easiest, but yet over, most overlooked component of, of this framework or of content. Because if you think about taking people okay, we've captured their attention. We've brought them in. We've taken them on this journey. What happens is most people just kind of leave people at the edge of their seats and or not at all. There's no next steps, right? You have so much opportunity in your call to action by, first of all, looking at it just in isolation. If that 
offer. So if we think about next steps, so you've just taken people on this journey. It's like, okay, what do you want them to do next? Most of you, it's right. You want them to book a call with you. And so we tell people that, but if you isolate that piece, could it stand on its own? So what I see so often is these like lazy call to actions. It's like, if this is you, let me know. Or if you want more info, I'm your gal, okay? No, 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 right? We really want to be so powerful and direct in how we move people to next steps. And this alone can really help demonstrate your leadership. When you think about good leaders, they're direct and clear communicators. They're convicted in what they know to be true, and they're convicted in how they can help you. And so they're going to tell you exactly, hey, if you're this person and you're looking for this type of thing and you're tired of struggling with this, I can help you do that. If if you want more information, your next step is to book a call with me so we can talk through about, you know, what it might look like to hire you or hire me, right? So now if I even took out, if I isolated that statement, that call to action, I know without reading any other part of the piece of content, I know who it's for. I know the pain or problem that's being addressed. I know the solution that you're offering and I know exactly what to do next if I want more information or if I want the thing, okay? If you just isolate that call to action and really ask yourself, could this stand alone? Is it clear? And is it powerful? Am I being convicted in what I know what I know I can do pe- for people? And that's an opportunity for you. I know that as you're growing, it's, you know, you're building your confidence. But every time you do this, you you are that's exactly what you're doing. Even if you feel a little shaky in your confidence, by you really building that conviction with yourself and selling yourself through the vehicle of selling other people, it is one of the most powerful ways to build your own confidence and also get clients, right? You don't wait for confidence to come. It comes through this process. And so going back to Hook's story offer, if you think about it, even through the lens of just those three big components, that will help you craft so much more intentional content that's going to give that uh, that outsider coming in, it's, it's going to give them really so much more clarity about who you are, what you what you stand for, what you can help people do, and the solution that you provide, and more importantly, how people can get a hold of you if they want to hire you, right? I think it's so fascinating how many people think they're talking about their offer a lot, or they're saying things like, well, I'm not getting any sales calls. I don't understand. Like My content's talking about my offer. But if I go through, there's literally nothing in there that says what next steps are, how to book a call, and why they should book a call, right? It's really easy to think that just because you're thinking about it all the time, other people are thinking about it too. Or just because you're clear on it in your head means that other people are clear too. So this is another opportunity for you to go through and self-audit. What does that hook story offer look like? Where could you improve even just 1% in each of those areas and make sure that the people that you want to see that content they're thinking, right, I have problems and I know that she's going to help me solve this. So that was a lot, but also I, I think it was clear and concise enough that literally right away you could go out and just do one of these things <laughs> and just get back on track to feeling confident in your overall content strategy and knowing that it's not just about, oh, I posted once and I didn't get a client you know, it must not be working. It's not that it's a long game and you're building the ecosystem. It's not just, it's not about attributing one piece of content to it being 
successful or not. It's about creating the ecosystem where people come in, they're getting nurtured. And remember, people are always watching. Our most engaged clients or the clients that come into our programs at first, never, the majority of them never engaged in our content at first. Now they do after they become a client or a student, but not at first. So you have invisible clients. And so remember that every time you stop, right, that's what you're doing. You're telling your invisible clients that you're not available for more. Okay. All right, my friend, I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you're ready to stand out online and get paying clients consistently without having to fumble your way through tech, run ads, or create complicated funnels, I want to invite you to join us in the Category Queen School where you're going to learn my simple proven formula for getting clients online. It's risk-free. You either make your money back or we'll give you a refund. Just head over to kinseymacus.com forward slash the CQ school and join today to get instant access. We'll see you inside.